0: You know, I was I saw this clip that a lot of people were getting mad at about this like I don't know some freak on TV like CNBC or whatever yeah. one of the one of the whatever the money money channel TV is. shows money TV show and he's like you shouldn't be on the trading app like you should be go out there you should go out there and like investing yourself and like <laughs> yeah, talking yeah, to yeah. girls and yeah. and like people were getting really mad at it and the guy's totally correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The thing that was so funny about it was the way he was saying it, I think.
0: It was he was passionate about it. He was, but I, like- I
1: would say he was more than passionate. You know that it came out that he's actually now advising on the film that has the you know the someone sold the options for the film rights to the anti-social network and I think that guy is actually <laughs> advising on the movie. <laughs>
0: So the there so you told me this earlier but I couldn't tell if you were kidding and then I didn't want to seem stupid to you but then I didn't look it up afterwards. The movie about the Reddit thing is called The Antisocial Network.
1: So there's been a couple that have sold. I can't remember. There was like one that sold to MGM and there's one that sold to Netflix and I've heard rumors. I've talked to some people who have said that there's even more houses working on scripts. Who did you talk to about? Who
0: you, you call Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> You're talking to. What, what do you do when I'm not talking to you?
1: <laughs> I'll tell you once we stop recording. I know I nobody
0: I could call and be like, "Is there a Reddit movie getting made?"
1: <laughs> Baby, you know I got little gum shoes everywhere. Yeah, but they're oh yeah, they God. talk to me. They're always talking to me. So are you telling me you right now that you know why? Why? Because I listen.
0: So, listeners can't see us, but I'm currently uh, in a barrel with suspenders. <laughs> um, Liz, is, uh, Liz is calling in from a oubliette. She's looking up. There's a camera sort of pointed mm-hmm. down at the ground. She's clutching onto the bar, sort of doing one long pull-up, as uh, I have sold her to white slavers to cover my debt, and uh, young Chomsky has been replaced by AI. <laughs> I've also sold the, the rights to the name Truanon. Uh, unfortunately, to, uh, to Ron Watkins of QAnon. So <laughs> the podcast is now called... Uh, well, I, we don't have a name yet. I can't afford the copyright on one. Uh, it's Chapo Trap House. All what right. Well, so Liz?
1: it sounds like you didn't do very well in the last week's trading frenzy.
0: No. No, Liz, I didn't.
1: Well, I'm sorry to hear that, Brace. We're going to get into that. We should say hello, everyone. Welcome. The podcast Hi. is still a promise called True Nod. My name is Liz.
0: My name is Brace. We're joined by producer
1: Young Chomsky. <laughs> turn it around. Turn it around. Mm-hmm. Um, Hold
0: on. <sighs> All good.
1: <laughs> what the fuck was that?
0: Just a little Coke and K.
1: Oh my god, you're getting I, yeah. Into... I
0: relapsed. I relapsed last week.
1: <laughs> you're getting into character. Um, we are of course here to talk about the wild ride of the, in the stock market last week. It's all anyone's been talking about. I think actually I think people are talking about some other stuff, but you know what? I haven't been paying attention. I don't know anything yeah. anyone else is talking about because the only thing I can look at is, you know, whether the market's going up or down, left or right, yeah. mm-hmm. backwards or forwards,
0: flapping around like a like a like a pair of um elongated nipples on a long-distance runner.
1: Well, that's a beautiful image.
0: The guy who put him down with weights or something.
1: I was trying to, like the other night, I was trying to think of like <laughs> titles for the episode, which I still haven't figured uh-huh. out yet. And I was like, oh, it was like something was like, when the game stops. <laughs> Doesn't that sound that's like... That's the title you thought of? <laughs> no, then I was laughing because uh-huh. the only thing that I could not get Journey out of my head... When the lights go down in the city. That's like, yeah, so for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah, yeah. All I can think of is when the game stops, and then, like, when the lights go down in the city. St- which, by the way, San Francisco, so. And the sun on
0: the
1: bay.
0: I've, never, I've never heard you do that deep of a singing
1: voice before. You know, I really like Journey, I gotta say. Can you do reggae? Uh, That'll get us in tried. trouble. That'll get, yeah, anyway, like which that. is to say, by the way, the game has stopped. GameStop, the hottest stock of last week, is not so hot anymore. It is,
0: I <laughs> it's mean, lost it's still a lot pretty of value. Hot, but no, yeah, it lost yeah. a lot of value.
1: No, it lost a lot. I think it was its, you know, at its highest high last week. It was trading at like 436, and I think it closed today under 90. So that's a pretty pretty big drop
0: so for our GameStop customers out there, for those who are listening because they saw that in the algorithm, like, ooh, a podcast about uh, the game side of GameStop, uh, this is if you were trying to sell PlayStation 1 after the PlayStation 2 came out to GameStop. They'd be like, I'll give you not that much money for this.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So everyone, I, I feel like I've, I don't know if you've gotten DMs or seen tweets at the, on the internet, at the podcast account or anything. But people have been asking for us to talk about GameStop um, and our thoughts and explanation of everything mm-hmm. that was going on last week. I think it's pretty confusing. Um, and it took me a while to you kind of think it's confusing <laughs> <laughs> to figure out kind of the like what was going on. And as everything was happening, too, it's like the stocks are going up and down. The options coming in left and right. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, baby, the takes. Hotter than hot. Can't stop. They're coming in. Crazy volume. Crazy velocity. Too many takes. Everyone's takes are bad. No one knows Mm -hmm. what they're talking about. I'm real sick.
0: Real, real sick. In fact, I've been sick of this basically for five years. Of the word populist.
1: (laughs) I know. Everyone's like, you know, like running to their copies of whatever... Negri book on you know is this a, is this the moment no I will say
0: I will say if you're like honest to God sincere take is like you know like this is really good politically or whatever just and you it's didn't really make cool. any money <laughs> you're wasting your time
1: just like just chill out man can everyone just yeah. chill for a second? Just let's yeah. all take a step back. Do a little K. It's C and K. No, <laughs>
0: a little cocaine ketamine mix.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems in the you know, uh, in the past couple of days, more sober heads have prevailed, mm-hmm. and the frenzy, the mania, has calmed down. Which. Um, you know, is good and bad. There's gonna, there's a lot of losers that are coming out of this, which is mm-hmm. um, gonna be rough, and we should get into. But before we get into the kind of like, I don't know, nitty gritty plumbing of what occurred last week, we should just talk. You know, for people that weren't following, the biggest news story of last week maybe we should just give a little overview of what happened yeah
0: i I will say i was surprised to learn a bunch of things sort of at the beginning what day is it today Today today's february 2nd yes and so this is i'm gonna start a little before last week uh i I need to get my fucking phone out because i need to know when i started actually paying attention to this but oh
1: do you have your notes did you make a little journal
0: Uh, No, I just can see in the Robinhood history when I invested in it, which is five minutes after finding out about it. Um, (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But, 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 but. So GameStop price, GameStop stock price starts going up around the 10th of the month, last month. Really on the 21st though, it starts going up to like $43 a share. Mind you, this has been traded like I think last year at like sub $20 a share. 22nd it rises to 65 st- I'm, st- I'm not paying attention at this point point. and then as you probably remember 26th it hits 147 a lot of these fucking guys on the internet I don't know if listeners of this podcast are familiar with Elon Musk mm. um, but he is one of the greatest uh, queer performance artists of the 21st century and one of the most valuable members of the international business community uh, a guy named Chamath who I Chamath. only knew <laughs> ch- Chamath. Chamath. No, listen. I believe it was you who told me on the show is that you could pronounce names however you'd like. No, you so, said
1: that. You said that mm, on the show. I didn't say that.
0: Doesn't seem to be like something. No. Uh, we can, uh, Young Chomsky can cut her saying that. Uh, but Chamath and a guy named Barstool Dave uh, Portnoy, <laughs> who appears to be. The man who won't let the two girls who do call her yeah. daddy get reunited. Um, they start talking about, they're like, oh, you got to invest in the stock and do, you know, it's like 50 year old guy, like meme tweets or whatever about it. Uh, bam, keeps going up that same day. Wall Street bet subreddits made private for a little while. The Discord gets shut down for hate speech, should be shut down for pedophilia, like all Discords. And, uh, you know, rounding out the week. I'm sure basically anybody who's listening to this podcast remembers the stock keeps going up and up and up. Melvin Capital, Citron, which we'll get to later, all that shit, they fucking close out most of their GameStop positions at a loss, you know, get this giant infusion of capital. Uh, Robinhood, the, uh, the I don't know what to call it, the fintech, which is <laughs> not apparently technology to help sharks, but in fact technology uh, to confuse me about money. Restricts trading of Robinhood, or excuse me, of uh, of GameStop and a bunch of other stocks that were popular on Reddit, like uh, like CP, which is a child porn website, CP two, which is another child porn website, Upskirts, which is an upskirt website, and various other uh, like pervert websites. And people flip the fuck out. You know, people are talking, AOC is saying some bullshit. Ted Cruz is also saying some bullshit. A bunch of other people I think should be in prison are saying, basically anybody who's commented on this prior to this episode of this specific podcast should be in prison. Uh, and then it gets to a high of, I think it briefly touches like 450 at one point, but it like, it, you know, it cruises at like 360 for a while. And then today, February 2nd, 2021 it hits like 88 dollars 90 dollars
1: yeah boom shows over yeah shows over the game has stopped Mm -hmm. it probably hasn't stopped but i just wanted to say that again yeah yeah so i mean i think at one point you know you mentioned melvin capital citron we're gonna get into all that the how is how are you naming your your melvin capital I know it's awful, isn't it? That's what
0: they would name like the guy in Mad Magazine. It was like not Alfred E. Newman, but like the guys in the stories they had in old Mad Magazines would always be named Melvin.
1: It's terrible. All the hedge funds. Awful. Terrible dork ass names. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all dorks. Anyway, um, yeah, I think there was something Morgan Stanley said in a in a note to its clients last week. The performance pain has been record breaking. So, like, people are getting fucked, you know, left and right. Um, mm-hmm. Although the way that's gonna that ends up shaking out, you know, remains to be seen. Um, but, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, people were freaking out last week. Um, all of the, you know, CNBC, all of the money money shows had no idea mm-hmm. what was going on. At one point, Jimmy Kimmel, that dude, who I feel like is somehow Barstool affiliated. He's like an Ur er- no. Barstool.
0: No, he used to do the man show with, uh, what's his name? Adam Carolla. But Jimmy Kimmel was always, like, you know, he's like, oh, this porcine fucking freak. He got blue-pilled. Carolla gets red-pilled.
1: Right, right, right. The thing is, is that Kimmel and Bill Simmons have a relationship. Simmons was like a writer for Kimmel, I think. And Simmons is the Ur-Boston sports guy. Obviously, mm-hmm. which is of course Kissed the kind of too. precursor to what has now become barstool. So in that way, there is a there's an interesting um, you know uh, little family tree there.
0: Anyway, I'll be honest with you not interested in that, but I understand what you're going for here.
1: Okay, well you're probably going to be saying that a lot t- a lot this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, what I was about to say. No, Jimmy Kimmel says the Russians were involved, so Putin's out here. Um, He's manipulating the markets. There's people saying that the alt-right are, you know, that there's alt-right Nazis on Reddit that are trying to take down Wall Street, which is okay. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, basically what emerges is this kind of, you know, aside from those insane takes, this David and Goliath narrative, right? Um, But that's not really... (laughs) And that's it's not as simple as that to kind of distill this all down to a morality play between a bunch of Reddit guys and a bunch of Wall Street guys really like is not telling the story or doing anyone any service. Um, It's actually like really, really it's doing a lot of work to obfuscate like a lot of really nefarious actors in this entire saga. So I think we really got to kind of like including Robin Hood itself, by the way. And so we really got to like peel all this back and, and get into it.
0: I think actually we sort of have a perfect framing for this episode. By the way, if you're like a stock guy, uh, in which case uh, you, I don't know, go play with your dog or I don't know, why are you listening to this? But if you're a stock guy and you know a bunch about stocks, you can't get mad at us for talking about stock stuff on the show today. All right. <laughs> I, I need you to, I'm, I'm putting, I, I'm, here's your options. Here's your, I'm putting two options in front of you. One, Just turn it on in the background while you scrub your tub and do whatever. I don't know what people do when they listen to podcasts. Uh, While you fuck your wife or your husband, ride him, reverse cowgirl, etc. Or two, uh, you just uh, don't listen to it. Those are your two options. And I'm not taking a third one. So the bell has rung. (laughs)
1: So, Brace, you got in on this, you said.
0: Yeah, big time, 800K.
1: (laughs) No, you didn't do that, did you? No, 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 no.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I actually, no. So, hold on. Let me get my phone, but keep talking into the microphone, which I have to keep my mouth close to or else you can't hear me very good while I look for my phone. Got my phone, okay, because it makes noises if I put it near the mic. All right, so I here here's lo- logging into my Robinhood account, which I uh, opened on January twenty fifth. Actually, wow, I got a little ahead of the curve. So I, well, okay, first of all, I got a bonus stock. Well, we'll get to that later. I made a five hundred dollar G- GameStop, which is GME, short for game. Uh, market buy on January 25th at, uh, it I doesn't say what, oh, uh, $86 a share.
1: Okay. 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 So, and that you had just signed up for a Robinhood account, right?
0: Like three minutes before then. Okay. I, I, all I knew about Robinhood before that was that, uh, I, I believe a couple of people have killed themselves uh, for, after using
1: it. Yeah. They Well, yeah. We should talk about that. Um, but so okay, so you signed up for Robinhood and immediately you deposit the five hundred dollars into the account, and you immediately start you, you immediately buy GameStop, right? At eighty six yeah, a share. Yeah,
0: correct. Uh, to to preface this, I have never bought a stock. Yeah. I don't understand how they work, and I feel like I would lose money if I did it.
1: Well, in that way, you're the perfect GameStop customer. Exactly, that customer. So, okay, they let you start playing with that money immediately because mm-hmm. the thing about Robinhood that people, you know, that we need to kind of outline is that they default into what's called a margin account, right? And this is what they call instant deposit. So, when you deposit that five hundred dollars, they say, "Hey, it's instant deposit. You can play with it immediately," right?
0: Okay, so a little anecdote from my own life. I used to steal checks from people uh, and open up bank accounts and deposit checks in those bank accounts and then take the money out immediately because they would just give you access to it uh, and then close the accounts.
1: Right. So you were... (laughs) Yeah. So that's bad. Don't people at home. Don't do that. But you were doing that because you were operating on borrowed money, technically. Right.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of borrowed money.
1: Yeah. So that's what a margin account is. Um, It's borrowed money. Robinhood is extending you credit the five hundred dollars so that you don't have to wait the two days for that deposit to clear and actually operate within a cash account. And so it does this automatically with everyone who signs up with Robinhood.
0: So I didn't have them, even though I, I, even though I said to deposit $500, I didn't actually have that $500 in my account.
1: In your Robinhood account? No.
0: In my Robinhood account. You okay.
1: had basically, you, you know, you had, uh, you know, we promise you that you're, that it's $500 of your money, but it's not technically actually your money because it hasn't cleared deposit yet. Gotcha. So a margin account basically lets you trade way above the cash that you've deposited. So they offer ratios of deposit to margin and and that ratio expresses what we would call leverage. So if you got five hundred in your account, but you're trading with five K margin, that means your account is leveraged ten to one, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know I could do that. You Wait, can't. So well, I have-
1: I don't think you could do that with that tier of Robinhood account that you signed up for. But you could, if you wanted to. You'd probably have to pay a fee, or gotcha. or so. You know, at other brokerage firms, it would be like an interest rate, right?
0: Gotcha, understood.
1: So that's pretty leveraged, ten to one, and that's you know pretty minor in in the grand scheme of things. So, but that that leverage comes with a lot of risk, right? Because you can potentially win a lot if you're if you're you know. Mm -hmm. if you're playing with that much, but then remember that your losses are magnified as much as your gains. So there's a lot of risk here when you're trading a margin. And But if you didn't do that, you would have to wait two days for the cash deposit to hit your Robinhood account to trade in cash. And while maybe in normal times, that's not a big deal, when you're facing something, when you're looking at something like GameStop and you're like, man, got to get in, got to get in, Mm -hmm. watch it go down, watch it go down, got to buy the dip, buy the dip, that can seem like a really bad deal, right? So everyone says, yeah. cool. And you say, great.
0: If I'd had to wait two days, it would have been like, I mean, Christ, that would have been the 27th.
1: Exactly. And we know that's when it hit 400. So you got to exactly. get in. So instead, Robinhood let's, lends you cash to purchase the stock or the options, which we'll get into. And, um, you know, just because it's fun to make your head spin, that loan, that $500 in your case or 5000 or 10000 in whatever case that margin account balance is actually collateralized by the various securities that you purchase it with.
0: So securities are stocks? Yes. Okay.
1: So, so your wait. loan to buy GameStop is guaranteed by the GameStop security itself. And this is it's going to be circle. really important later on. So remember that. What? <laughs> okay, so we're just going to keep going through it, okay? So because you're trading a margin, which is, again, remember, that's credit, not cash. You don't actually Mm -hmm. own the stock you're playing with. Instead, what you own is basically an IOU from Robinhood that that security is yours. So... I think one thing we have to do, and again, like Brace said, I'm sorry if you guys all understand this, but to really explain what happened last week, we we really do have to kind of get into the like plumbing of the stock market. So we just have to like explain how this all works. Mm -hmm. So we need to kinda I want to walk through what happens when you actually buy a stock through a broker like Robinhood, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. So Robinhood is really, you know, a broker. They're just the broker of the sale. You're not buying the stock from Robinhood. You're actually buying it from someone else who is someone you don't know who owns the stock somewhere and is it selling it through their own broker, right?
0: So Brace is on Robinhood app. I'm in a bubble bath surrounded by cherubs, 18 plus, and I am trading on my app and I buy $500 worth of Robin Hood, or excuse mm. me, worth of GameStop. And I'm buying that through from like uh, Brace 2, who's uglier and not as cool uh, and is not in a bath. And we're he's got his broker, I've got my broker, and they're meeting the middle.
1: Yes, it's, yeah, it's basically a mirror of you buying it, right? So it's these two, think of these two mirror transactions happening. That's one that's buy, why I use Evil Brace. For yeah, that. yeah, 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 it's bizarro Brace. Exactly. In the yeah. classic formation formulation, it's a bizarro Brace. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, and so maybe they're using Robinhood, maybe they're not, maybe they've got TD, a TD account, maybe they've got, a, you know, E-Trade account, whatever. Um, so because you're buying it from someone you don't know, brokers, those two brokers from Brace and Bizarro Brace, they use a third party to certify that transaction to make sure that it's legit and to clear it and say, okay, this is good, we certify, this is real, everything, good to go, thumbs up, party start in right now. So mm-hmm. that body is called a clearinghouse. And in the case of Robin Hood, they go with these guys called Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation or DTCC. So I'm just going to keep referring to them as DTCC through this. Um, and they're kind of owned by, it's like a consortium of banks and broker dealers, other financial firms, whatever. They're, you know, they're very well respected, et cetera.
0: Yeah. Not by um,
1: me. Well, you know, yeah, me neither. I don't respect any of these fuckers. So they're the intermediary intermediaries between the seller's broker, between Brace's broker and Bizarro Brace's uh, broker, right? Mm-hmm. And what they do is they match and clear the stock transaction within a designated period of time. that period of time is known as t plus two or two days from the initial trade right
0: okay, so just like a just like a deposit, it takes a little while to clear
1: exactly that the it, they clear all transactions within two days
0: so I could spend this stock on heroin and close the account before anyone even notices
1: well, not so much but you know.
0: Okay, understood.
1: <laughs> but you know, as you said, as you noticed, it didn't take two days for the GameStop stock to show up in your account, right?
0: Yeah, no, no, no. It was there. It was there fairly yeah. soon after. It wasn't there automatically, but it was there pretty soon after.
1: Right, right, right. So it's kind of like with banking: the, the transaction appears in your account immediately, even though it technically hasn't cleared yet. So you buy oh. the stock, you see it credited to your account that you own the stock, even though technically that hasn't happened yet. And that means that in order for your account to reflect a transaction that hasn't technically cleared, we've got some lending going on, right? Mm-hmm. So the DTCC, they provide their own balance sheets as a guarantee that these stock transactions are good and that all parties are going to fulfill the contracts and the assets will be delivered. So, so they're like
0: the referee in this case.
1: Uh, exactly. Um they don't have like really big balance sheets so they manage all of these lending transactions pretty tight and they keep real you know they've got their eyes all over these things Um, and a lot of times they actually own the or they don't own it but they I mean they have the title of the stock like in their reserves themselves and they're able to just assign you know one from one client to another and so it keeps these transactions moving and this whole process moving like really quickly and seamlessly so Mm. you can kind of think of the dtcc you know as the central location of the stock and as the guarantor of the stock and you know Okay, sorry if you're snoozing, literally no one cares about this because these these transactions happen without a hitch like every second of the day, like millions, sometimes billions of these. And they usually carry very, very little risk, usually. Okay, so let's wrap up this transaction. What happened when you bought GameStop? So you bought it last Monday, and at the end of trading day, what happened is Robinhood looks at all the transactions for the day, the buys, the sell, the options, the shorts, whatever. It adds it all up. It nets it together, and it pulls that money that it needs to send to the clearing houses to cover that day's transactions. So another thing to, to note is that Robinhood doesn't have this cash on hand, right? Mm-hmm. They have to borrow cash pretty quickly. Pretty cheaply, and they do that through interbank lending, which you know people might remember. We've done those episodes with Alex Skaggs on the repo markets, and you know that that whole process of interbank lending. And so that's what happens there.
0: A lot of stuff is getting lent and you know put on credit just in this one tiny transaction.
1: Yes, that's exactly what I'm trying to drive home through this very very detailed description of this uh usually pretty seamless <laughs> transaction. There's a lot uh-huh. of credit going around. There's a lot of lending going around, right? Robinhood looks at your order and all the rest. It borrows the money it needs to send to the DTCC. The DTCC then takes that money and sends it to the brokers of Bizarro Brace, who's selling you the GameStop stock. They have already credited their clients, Bizarro Brace, their mm-hmm. client's account. So they've already lent it out. The sellers of the stock. To account for your purchase. So this and this entire transaction settles formally in two days.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Th- that would take me months to do. <laughs> no, but okay. You rightly pointed out. There's a lot of lending and borrowing going on. That's what I'm yeah. saying. There's a lot of different parties exposing themselves to various levels of risk. At just this basic level of a single stock transaction.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we're not even talking about the risk that Robinhood takes by taking on you, Brace, as its client. I'm good for it. I've changed. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Okay. So when you sign up for instant deposit, which again, that's the, the Robinhood default. Remember, that's now a margin account. So you're trading on borrowed money. You are able to immediately start buying stocks for zero commission. You don't have to pay. Yeah, And since you aren't paying anything, Robinhood, then what? They're not making any money? Well, you'd
0: think so, but it turns out they're making a little bit of money.
1: (laughs) Exactly, yes. That's because their customer is not you. You're actually the product. (laughs) That's the thing. Their real customer are the buyers of what's called order flow, and the largest of those customers is a firm called Citadel, which we'll get into in a second. So Great what is Order Flow? I know. Oh, there's so many fucking stupid-ass names in this whole entire story, including GameStop, by the way. So Order Flow well, what else is, would
0: you call it, Liz? Well, it's I where you it's... stop to buy games.
1: No, Games Start, because it's where you start playing games.
0: No, because it's where you... St- you don't want to... You want to be like, this is the end of the line. This is where you're buying game. You could never You could never own a video game franchise store.
1: Yeah. I don't really understand it anyway. Why don't you just download the games?
0: I think that wasn't possible until recently. But good question. No. <laughs> I think I think I think honestly GameStop's board was probably asking themselves that until very recently. <laughs> and, and actually still probably asking themselves that. <gasps>
1: Okay, so back to order flow. So order flow is what it sounds like, which is that it's a flow of orders. So it's a, it's like literally a flow, like a list of mm-hmm. all the trades, buying, selling, options, trading, shorts, whatever anyone is doing on Robinhood. It's basically just like a huge ledger of every single transaction that's happening in real time. Or not in real time, but like literally like, second, like milliseconds before it happens, if that makes sense
0: yeah that's that's one thing I really don't like about the stock market is there's all this like talk about milliseconds and mm. stuff like that. yeah, I really dislike that we're putting what are we trying to get to the big bang here I'm not it's it's too hurried for me
1: <laughs> Well, it's usually not real people executing. that's the thing. It's all a bunch of robots that do it
0: okay, so robot slaves doesn't make it any better. I think they should no. just slow it down a little bit. It will get rid of a lot of these jokers and fucking smokers in here. <laughs>
1: So Citadel, they buy Robinhood's order flows and they get a sneak peek at all the pending trade activity, which is what it uses to inform some of its own trading decisions, which it, you know, pulls basically from robots. It has key indicators and it executes trades based on the kind of volume that it sees on sites like Robinhood. Um, And so they pay a tiny bit of money on each transaction, which is what allows you to do it for free. Because if they get to do it before you based on what you do
0: so they're basically doing they're buying data
1: yeah they're front running your trades basically
0: yeah so okay that makes sense and it's down in the milliseconds because they have again like i said robot slaves that um do this gambling for them
1: exactly so now now you can say you own gamestop yeah except actually no you don't <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is so come since, on man
1: yeah since you're trading on margin. Um, Robin Hood actually owns it, and they basically transfer you nearly all the rights of ownership, except yeah. for technically you don't actually own it. And this, this is like is- the
0: Apple Music thing.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's important to understand, though, because if something catastrophic were to happen, like, say, Robinhood facing, I don't know, a liquidity crisis and it freezes, or facing a solvency crisis and they go under, you actually wouldn't be able to walk away owning that stock. You would just walk away with a claim as a creditor against a failed company. And that's gotcha. exactly what happened with... Um, you know layman brothers people were stuck with just having claims as creditors that you know takes forever maybe they get it maybe they don't right
0: i think that's called getting caught with your dick in your hand
1: yeah exactly the other Looking thing like about margin fool. accounts is that because uh-huh. you don't own the stock Robinhood reserves the right to take the stock you buy and lend it to others to short
0: so there's more lending going on at this point
1: Everyone's so I lending, have, baby.
0: I have been lent, essentially, the money to basically fake buy, at least temporarily, a stock from an evil version of myself that is lent to me for a couple of days, but I don't even s- still own it after a couple of days. And then Robin Hood is lending that stock that I, you know, quote unquote, own to some other jewish person (laughs) and they're uh, okay okay you didn't say okay so that was just okay i'm editorializing then. so so to someone else and what are they doing with it
1: well okay so they lend so when people borrow stock they're doing so because they want to short it and robin hood uh before we kind of get into that robin hood they do that to make money (laughs) So most brokers that lend out client stock, they actually share the proceeds of the borrow fee. They they're like you know, hey, I'll you know, you get some, I get some, and then it's a good deal as we lend it out, whatever, blah blah blah. But Robinhood, because they're these like fintech assholes, um, and they don't they you know they're disrupting. They don't play by the rules. They just keep all of it. And so if
0: I if I'm at Schwab and mm-hmm. I have eight hundred shares of Truanon, mm-hmm. and uh. You know, uh, Bugsy Siegel wants to short Truanon, which I don't recommend doing. It will end very badly for you. Uh, and, you know, Schwab lends my shares out to him. I get some money. But at Robinhood, I don't get any money.
1: Yeah, no, they keep all of it. And they end up making actually a lot of money because the borrow rates for for stocks actually fluctuate based on how rare <laughs> – which <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but how rare the stock is to borrow. Wow. So, like, you're not going to, Robinhood's not going to make a lot of money, uh, bar, you know, lending out Apple stock because that's fucking everywhere. You no, know, who gives mm-hmm. a shit, right? But something that's a real hot commodity that's pretty rare that everyone wants that you can't really get, like, say, mm, GameStop, Robinhood makes a lot of money lending that stock out, right? Especially gotcha. when there's a lot of short interest in the security. Okay, so now we got to get to this part, which is what is short selling? So uh,
0: for this, uh, we have, you know how in the big short, they're like, here's Mila Kunis fucking, uh, you know, uh, on a bidet telling you about money or whatever.
1: I never liked that. That was very weird
0: very difficult to jerk off to those scenes oh
1: my
0: in the first one. Cause I don't know who that lady is. And the second one, because I don't know who that other lady is. did they
1: get the blonde girl who's in Wolf of Wall Street?
0: I think, yes, I think so. I ended up just jerking off to the whole movie.
1: I think she's older than she says.
0: How old does she say? Who is she? Margot Rob, Rob. Yeah.
1: I feel like she said she was like 27 or something. And I'm like, I don't know, baby. She looks like Nicole Kidman. Right. She doesn't.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who these women are.
1: You do. You do. I watched. All
0: right. You I just watched... named
1: two women. That's like two more than you usually can.
0: Yeah. Well. That's true. Yeah. But I don't. I. I think they're the same person. I think. Kind of.
1: Okay. Anyway. So short selling. So the basic yeah. mechanics. It goes like this. When you bought GameStop, you bought it, right? Because you thought, hey, I'm going to buy this. And at some point in the future, the price is going to go up and then I can sell it and I'm going to make money.
0: Mm -hmm. The the same thing, by the way, if you're ever in a disaster type situation, you should do that with like water and food. It's a really good way of making money.
1: (laughs) So that's called going long. So what happens if you look at a stock and you think the price is going to go down in the future?
0: i'm going short
1: exactly you want to short it so think of it as buying the stock but in reverse so when you buy a stock long you buy it for one price hoping it will go up so you can sell it for a higher price to pocket the difference but short selling is the opposite you sell a stock short you sell the stock for one price hoping it will go down in the future so you can buy it back at a lower price and pocket the difference
0: so, all right, more, all right, I really don't like the whole, like, uh, you know, shadow realm, light realm, sort of binary there are with stocks. Mm. I, which one's good and which one's evil?
1: Neither. It depends, well, it depends on your perspective, I guess. Okay, which Musk, one Elon Musk, for example, hates shorts, which, uh-huh. you know, we can talk about. But we also, yeah. if it weren't for short sellers, we wouldn't know that Wirecard was a fraud. And we wouldn't... I could have told you that. We do not know some things about Tesla, if you ask me, allegedly. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Short sellers were right. I, I, I'm going to say, in <laughs> Tesla's case, they were correct.
1: <laughs> okay, so how do you sell? But this is the big question, right? How do you sell a stock you don't own?
0: You steal it. No. You, uh, bet. Oh, you borrow it.
1: Exactly. You borrow okay, it. Okay,
0: hold on. Okay, <laughs> I get what you're saying. You... <laughs> borrow it and you maybe forget to tell the person that owns it and then you sell it and then you move to Oakland.
1: No, (laughs) no, no. You actually do borrow it. You borrow stock. You sell it immediately with the hopes of buying it back later at a lower price. And in order to borrow that stock, you have to pay a fee. And that's the fee that Robin Hood collects, the premium on the short position. Okay, so for a lot of hedge funds, this is like their t- their their whole game with GameStop, yeah. you know, this is famous. there's a bit all these shorts happening, these big shorts happening, you know, like we said, Melvin Capital Citroen, they had a huge short position in GameStop. so just to drive this home, we have to break down this transaction one more time. Melvin <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny saying that Melvin. <laughs> Should I say Citron? No, let's say Melvin. No, Fuck Melvin.
0: It. Melvin.
1: Melvin, they call up their broker. And he's like, hey, I want a short GameStop. And their broker mm-hmm. is like, nice. Let me let you borrow this GameStop. You just got to pay me a fee daily until you return it. And Melvin is like, sick, cool, thanks. Hey, here's that fee. Now I'm going to go sell it. Sells GameStop stock immediately and get some cash. So... At this point in the transaction, Melvin's balance sheet is they owe the broker the stock they borrowed. They owe the borrowing fee to Robinhood or the broker mm-hmm. daily, right? And they have cash credited to their margin account from the sale of that borrowed stock.
0: Yeah. So this is all funny money.
1: Well, it's well, always all funny money. except for the fee money, the yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Understood, understood.
1: So. That balance sheet that they're holding, their position, is going to do better. It's going to look a lot better the worse the stock does, right? Because they're betting it will go down. They're betting against it. So the better the stock does, the worse Melvin does. The worse the stock does, the better Melvin does, right? They're the inverse. It's the inverse of the stock position. So
0: Melvin wants GameStop to do badly because then they'll make money because they bet on GameStop doing badly.
1: Yes. And so you brought up the big short. You guys might remember this is exactly what these guys did. They said, okay, we're going to bet against the housing market. We're going to bet that all these mortgage-backed securities are going to be completely worthless in the future. And, you know, there's that whole scene in it where Michael Burry, who we've got to talk about in the context of this story, where mm-hmm. Michael Burry is... Like you know, fuck! I'm bleeding money. I'm bleeding money out on my short positions, even though I know, I know, someday that the whole world the economy will collapse. I promise. And then everyone's like, "Man, you're such a hero! You brought down the economy." The master of
0: puppets are making me cry.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's
0: that's not that's not how it goes. But there's some <laughs> crying in the movie, so I figured out <laughs> There's a remember. lot of crying. There's a lot of crying. When I was movie. when I was younger, I knew a guy named Manface who stole a six pack of beer from Lars Ulrich's garage. The guy had a face that was like an adult man's face, I swear to God, but at But as a kid? 15. Like yeah. craggy and weathered and several times too. I've seen him since he's become a man. The face looks normal now. I mean, it's-, it's Have you, you ever know, seen that on a, a
1: baby? Because that's what's really disturbing. I-, I No, like, I haven't. Like it's like a, a Benjamin a, Button situation where you got an old man baby. You know, that
0: disease is real. We can talk about this in another episode.
1: Sword?
0: I'll tell you another thing. I'll tell you another thing <laughs> is one time wild thing was supposed to play with crime, the seminal San Francisco punk mm, band at Bellasso. Sure. And, uh, they, they try to get us kicked off the bill. Uh, so their kids fucking band can play. And they're all dressed up in, like, suits. You know, they're, like, 70 years old. They're, like, dressed up in, like, suits. And, like, you know, they're kind of sitting in the back, back of the, you know, where bands gather or whatever. And I go up to the guy and I start, one of the guys, I start yelling at him. And he's like, well, I, I want my kid's band to play. And I'm like, you look like Benjamin fucking Button. And I thought it was so funny. And he hadn't heard of Benjamin Button. And I look like a. Looked,
1: looked like, like a like real trendoid. Asshole.
0: Yeah. We played anyways.
1: I think I was at that was show. Cool.
0: It was a a good show. Uh, They were not great, although crime, fantastic band.
1: Okay, so where are we at in this? So Melvin, they are shorting the stock. They told their broker they want to short the stock. Now, that blah, blah, blah. Their broker actually, you know, they have to actually go and find the stock right because they they do have to actually borrow against something real that's the thing yeah so they have to go and find someone who owns gamestop shares with a clean title and crucially they have to find one that hasn't been borrowed against already
0: so they have to look they have to look for a stock that isn't what you might call in the business a stolen stock
1: <laughs> yeah the one that hasn't fallen off the bus
0: exactly <laughs> a uh yeah A tenderloin stock.
1: So usually they can find the stock in their own brokerage firm.
0: But Mm -hmm. sometimes
1: they can't, especially if the stock is in super high demand. So they go to third parties, third parties like Robinhood. So then that broker pays Robinhood for the daily borrow of the stock, which is the fee they pass on to their client, Melvin, who is the one who is actually borrowing the stock daily. Okay. so so many middlemen here. Everyone's the middleman, baby. That's how you make your money. A little off the top, keep it moving. Can I do this? No. So, okay. to back no. it up, Brace. Yeah. You, you're the Robinhood mm-hmm. client. You bought GameStop. The consumer. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. That's a better term. You're the Robinhood consumer. You bought GameStop on Monday and you think you own the stock, but actually you never did because you are trading in a margin account. Robinhood, your broker owns it, and they actually lent it out to another broker for a daily fee. And that broker took those GameStop shares and lent them to Melvin. So Robinhood and Melvin actually simultaneously are quote unquote owning the same shares at the same time.
0: So it's like a polyamorous thing.
1: Yeah. And let's not forget to add to the polycule. That while Mm -hmm. all of this is happening, the DTCC is recording the entire ownership chain and ensuring it's all accounted for with all the appropriate cash backing.
0: So a robot slave at the DTCC is like, this is fine.
1: Yes. But, you know, this all I know this all sounds really complicated and it really, you know, it is sort of but usually it is like really pretty seamless like millions billions these are happening daily and the only worry the dtcc has is that if some point along this long chain of transactions there's a little snag and if that happens things can get tricky and they can get tricky for all these you know different parties in a lot of different ways because they're all at different points in the kind of transaction chain yeah so because of all of this everyone involved well everyone involved except for you crucially (laughs) everyone involved has their own internal teams evaluating their risk exposure which is called counterparty risk because a margin account is simply a huge loan that uses leverage to magnify profits and losses like we said those accounts are going to carry way more risk than a cash account like way 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 more risk and Mm -hmm. the dtcc is going to continually monitor robinhood and their ability to cover that risk with collateral. The more risk they see that the brokers have, the more collateral they are gonna demand. They wanna make sure that everyone who's in all these fucking transactions, everyone they're dealing with, are liquid enough that they have enough cash on hand to cover everything that's going on. And if the brokers aren't, if they can't put up the cash to secure all these different trades that are happening all at once, then they're gonna to need to halt trading, Or they're going to have to start clearing accounts to start mitigating their risk exposure and the demands of the clearinghouses. Or they're going to risk facing a liquidity crisis.
0: See, I don't understand. You know, people talk about liquidity crises like there's this big fucking thing. I have had, I have until most, I will say for most of my adult life, I have been careening from one liquidity crisis to the next. What's a couple of days of liquidity crisis for Robinhood?
1: Well, this is what they this is what they fucking faced last week when GameStop became the most volatile security in the entire fucking world. So Robinhood is really at the center of all of this because you know, every you know, everyone was trading GameStop all over the place in in all different, you know, retail um at all different retail brokers and and institutional brokers, but Robinhood was getting has has somehow become the I don't know, like the the symbol of all of this, no? Like Well I think they have
0: they have a lot more traders, I think, just using their app Mm. than most of these other people. And novice
1: traders probably
0: exactly amateurs as we call them in the retail trading business which now i'm a professional at because i technically made some money uh yeah robin hood is is again i I mentioned that i'd heard of them basically you know it's one of those things where i know what it is but i'm never really going to come into contact with you know it's like uh i can't what a like like hinge or Mm something. i'm trying to think of other apps i've heard of what's an app uh Uber? Uh, no, u- you use Uber. Uber? I, no, I don't have Uber. No, I just what's I, I use the Lyft. I I don't know why I download two. I everyone don't understand why
1: people do that. Everyone just did Lyft because some like one person online was like, "Hey, fuck Uber," and then everyone was like, "Yeah, fuck Uber," and then they're like, "Hey, you want to fuck Uber? Buy Lyft." And it's like, wait, but Lyft is the same as Uber.
0: It's the exact same thing. I remember it used to be worse because you had to touch the guy.
1: It's the whole. Uh, oh, and they had the mustache. Remember the mustache. They had the
0: mustache. Really didn't like that. I remember. Yeah. My
1: friend's oof. Spanish husband always refused to take Lyft because he said, "I will not get in the mustache."
0: Yeah, yeah, I understand. that. Well, so these two guys, I got into Robin Hood in a in a in a big way. I, you know, as I mentioned, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, dollars of the podcasts on this. Um, But it was started in 2013 2013, by these guys Baiju Bat and Vlad Tenev. And now these guys seem like real fucking jokers. By the way, I've heard on the street, in fact, I I got a little message in my Bloomberg terminal about this, uh, that Vlad Tenev uh, literally is incontinent and shits his pants all the time. Like I'm not I'm, I I get that I make a lot of jokes on this podcast and I I understand it might be hard to tell that I'm being serious but I am being serious. This man shits himself out of his ass into his pants presumably which he gets laundered using your money at I'm sure he has a lot of joggers or whatever. What are they these guys wear joggers probably. I didn't really I never really looked at pictures of the bottom half. I've seen the top ass. Anyways, it is an app that they started basically in the shadow of Occupy Wall Street. Oh,
1: um, they, all these guys love saying that it's like, uh, you know, everyone's talking about Occupy. Hey, stop talking about Occupy. Here's the thing: everything that
0: happened in the shadow of Occupy Wall Street, I wish had happened on the floors of another part of Manhattan, on a different part of the 2000s, perhaps at the beginning of the two thousands and perhaps on a very high floor. Oh my God. You get what I'm saying? Anyways. So, you know, these guys are like, well, we need to democratize America's financial system. Mm. Now, listen, every, every time one of these tech bozos opens their fucking mouth, they're always talking about democratize this. We need to disrupt that. What they're saying is they're going to figure out a new way to rip you, the sucker, the sucker, off, and mm. they've been pretty good at it, right? You get a free stock when you sign up. You know they got millions of. you. Well, I'll get into that in a second. But they they got millions of users. In fact, their their rise has also sort of mirrored Wall Street bets rise, although far outstripped them at one point a couple of years ago. Um, the thing is with Robinhood is like Liz mentioned. Uh, I think Liz mentioned. Maybe I maybe I just thought this. Maybe I'm the first guy to ever think this. Is that Robinhood's accounts usually have Way, 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 way less money in them compared to basically any other broker. I think the average, uh, you know, asset sort of range in a Robinhood account is from one to five thousand dollars, compared to basically tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars in a- basically every other brokerage firm. Now, they're not the only app that lets you that lets you you know trade stocks like that. In fact, not at all. Uh, and they they inf- they might have also sort of popularized the the zero fee trading, but basically all of these other things like you know uh, uh, TD and fucking Schwab and stuff have followed suit. The thing is with Robinhood is it's really easy to use. Now mm-hmm. when I was on Birthright, my third Birthright last year, we all downloaded Schwab onto our phones, and I was trying to buy stocks in Raytheon. And it was super confusing because there was all these things, and I had to have a certain amount of money in my account, and blah blah blah. Very difficult.
1: You're like what? It, why doesn't it look like a dating app? Hey, why exactly. doesn't it look like an iPod? I want to be, you know, inside Silicon Valley, uh, you know, circus, having fun, big old party.
0: Precisely. So those all—all those stodgy old fucking you know brokerage firms and whatever—I don't really know what the word for them. The fucking nerd houses Mm. are for bitches and losers. But Robinhood is literally gives you a scratcher when you download it.
1: (laughs) You know what it reminds me of? It's like you know how casinos—they have like designed the carpet in order Mm -hmm. to keep you on the casino floor, and they don't have any windows and they don't have any clocks. Yeah, and And they pump the air in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole thing is like laid out in order to keep you in. That's exactly like, I mean, I think there's studies, you know, Robin Hood is basically designed like how um, Twitter and Facebook are, so they keep you inside the app. And and, and the whole thing, I mean, that's what they call it, gamified, right? That it's it's a total gamification,
0: yeah, I, and it really is. I mean, I encourage you to download this app and put all of your money into it and purchase shares in silver. I think is the new thing that people purchase. I don't. Know. I'm nah, not I sure if we moved do that on from on that. Hood. I'm
1: not sure. Yeah.
0: Well, not exactly a com stock load. Did not last very long. That mm. was like a day. Uh, anyways, but it's it's really. I mean, I cannot stress enough. This is like using uh, Candy Crush. I, I I I don't know, man. I keep trying to say apps, but I really have not used that many apps, and so I'm not sure what I can compare. Yeah, because the to. only
1: app you use now is Robinhood.
0: Exactly. I haven't used, I use Robinhood for everything. Robinhood is a private browsing feature. Robinhood is a public browsing feature where you can airdrop your Robinhood stocks to people. I mean, I'll tell you, Robinhood is the single greatest invention known to man. But again, I'm a journalist. This is neutral. What Robinhood does differently is it really is like a game or something. Like, you know, you swipe this way, swipe that way. It's like, it's not your clicking buttons or any bullshit like that. It's like you're swiping, it gives you this sort of congratulatory noise. Uh, it, it, is, it is really, really, really easy to use. And this is after they took out some of the gamification features uh, due to certain incidents of uh, suicide, etc., and everyone losing all their money and stuff like that. Um, there have been some problems with Robin Hood in the past. Uh, one of the funniest, in fact, they're all really funny, well, except for the suicides and people losing all their money. But what the funny thing that they did... Is in 2018, they accidentally reversed the direction of everyone's option trades, <laughs> which is which is really cool.
1: April Fool's. Yeah. Bizarro a, day.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's when people's evil versions of themselves, mm. the person that you buy stocks from, because people don't know that. When you buy a stock, it, it creates another universe where you also inhabit it, but you're evil, and that person sells you the stock. Uh, that They switched. They did this. I mean, it was basically magic. Uh, another, another thing that they did was they accidentally also, uh, basically like, I, I, I looked up, I watched videos on this. I read about it. I still don't really understand. I think really, cause I don't really care, but they, uh, it's these people on wall street bets, which I'll get to in a second. Uh, figured out like a cheat code where you could gain essentially infinite leverage from Robinhood. Oh, Hood. shit. <laughs> yeah. Which actually we're, is we're, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some guy, I think, got up to about a million dollars in leverage just by I, I don't doing some like small transaction back and forth. Yeah. They found some Easter
1: uh, egg that some fucking exactly. developer put in there and they unlocked level eight or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Some cool shit, nerd shit. Well, speaking
0: doing. of unlocking things, you can also get Robinhood gold um which it lets like you see yearly s-
1: like reddit gold by the way.
0: Oh, I mean, <laughs> I doubt that is a uh is a coincidence. Although I do get confused cuz the green and gold stuff, I do associate that heavily with leprechauns, which are really frightening creatures and wish I didn't have that association. Um but yeah, the, you 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 essentially you can uh, trade you get more data i didn't i didn't really look into it that much but it's one of those fucking things never sign up for anything that is except for well podcasts.
1: you get a bigger level you get a bigger margin account i think
0: yeah but you're just gonna lose more money
1: well but people don't or you make more money i mean don't yeah, I listen to me true. but that's the whole point right so i think that Robinhood gold it's like it brings you up to five or 10k depending on how much you pay and the fees are i mean it's like it's pretty high i think um so, yeah, you can, you know, you know, people are basically getting sucked into this fucking gamified app that is uh, pushing them into signing up for betting a ton of fucking money that isn't theirs.
0: Well, the, the funny thing is about Robinhood Gold is actually earlier. Well, I guess it's last year, but last year in March, I, you remember when coronavirus, you know, came to town? you know, took the fucking, uh, took the steamer over the Pacific from old Wuhan and, uh, and everybody got it and, uh, and the stock market or whatever, you know, went crazy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Merch last year in the market was fucking nuts.
0: Well, Robinhood went down, I think for like, a, all, altogether, I think like two and a half days oh, uh, combined. It went down a few times in a week. In those days, markets... Gained 1.1 trillion dollars in value, and of course, like it, that doesn't mean that the people who would have traded their you know stocks that are in Robinhood would have gained a bunch of money or anything like that. But certainly, they all lost the opportunity to. And in fact, I read an article about this one guy who essentially, like this you know this just this dude in the Midwest who basically lost 850 thousand oh, dollars that day, God. and he was just some like you know guy who worked a you know like minimum wage job who had built that money up. And, and and lost it because, you know, the markets were uh, were fluctuating. Jesus. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that that's the problem. I, I, I will say Robinhood did sort of make it up to people by giving them three months free of Robinhood gold <laughs> at $45 value.
1: I mean, it's like drug dealers. They're fucking drug dealers. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, absolutely. I yeah, mean, this is yeah. the
1: thing, too. It's like you mentioned the fintech angle. And, like, I think especially in the craze of last week. You know, it's like people were really upset at Robin Hood and they expected it's like they expect them to be a, like a fucking institution. And it's like, dude, they're a startup like these are like yeah. app disrupt Stanford fucking jerk off assholes who don't know shit about anything. But like, you know, by definition, startups are undercapitalized, right? they go down because they don't have the fucking capabilities to handle this kind of shit that they're inviting. And they're playing fast and loose. And it's it's ruining people's lives.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing about Robin Hood, is that there was, a, there was a rash of stories last year, and I think earlier this year, too. I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of people have been using Robin Hood during the pandemic because, A, a lot of people are unemployed. B, you're fucking sitting around all the time, you know, you 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 try to do the OnlyFans too. You can't do it. You know only only the old lady can do it, and you know she's only got three subscribers, and it's you know eking out a meager existence. I am in the top 03 percent of Robin Hood performers,
1: dude. I you joke, but the app on Friday, last Friday, the 29th, yeah, it was downloaded more than six hundred thousand times, just Friday That's a lot alone. Of times yeah that's how many people exactly i mean so many fucking people are on this and it's it's you know whatever we'll get into uh, you know some of the reactions to all of this but seeing people basically argue that there needs you know that robin hood fucked up by not uh by being you know too regulated these people are out of their fucking minds this is like some serious serious dangerous shit
0: Yeah, like Robin Hood shouldn't exist. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's bad. I mean, and here's the thing. I am extraordinarily good at gambling. Mm -hmm. I have literally never lost a monetary gamble. I have lost. No, you know what? I'm not going to admit to that, even if it's true. But I have never lost a monetary gamble. I've made a lot of money in Reno. I've never gambled in Las Vegas. But let me tell you, Reno, there's a lot of money to be made there. And you literally can't lose if you just do it enough. None
1: of this is true. Uh,
0: Well, no, that is true. And I can show you. I'll I'll tell you, I I have won hundreds of dollars (laughs) there, which is, I feel like, a lot of money. But users of every app need a place to gather. Uh, For instance, I'm on Furry Meet. People on Furry Meet meet at furry conventions. I'm also on J Date. People on J Date, uh, well, we meet, uh, you know, smuggling weapons to dissidents inside Iran. I, I'm also on Christian Mingle. Uh, we meet, funnily enough, also in Israel. But if you're using Robin Hood, the place where you meet is on Wall Street Bets, a subreddit. <laughs> now, I have uh, a lot of reservations about looking at any kind of subreddit mm. i or think that's fair regular reddit yeah, yeah. it's i don't You've get got it. those it parental
1: seems- controls on your browser
0: I do live within five hundred thousand feet of a school and so it technically is blocked by the city Wi-Fi. Mm. But 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 I was I was really fascinated to look at Wall Street bets and I'm doing like a Vox explainer voice like so I was looking at this subreddit mm. and these people call themselves retards <laughs> and uh, <laughs> autistic and they are act like children on the internet. And, and so what Wall Street's bets is, it's a place for retards and autistic people and children on the internet to lose a bunch of money, usually. And I, I'm not, I'm not being a pejorative the guy here. This is what they call themselves. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, I get it. It's their word, but I can still say it. And, you know, if you go on it and you've, you know, you've at all looked at like, uh, places on the internet that are like, i don't know basically anywhere on the internet it's like how everyone talks and basically like memes and jargon and mm. like in this sort of affected ironic style and like very excited uh and, and but also it's reddit so they're a very sentimental emojis. yeah but you know again though it's reddit so they're they're, they're like more saccharine yes uh, i think that a lot of places although people i will say every time you see shit like on like 4chan, it's, like, people falling for, like, fake posts about, like, a good grandfather or whatever. Mm. Like, it's, like, it, it. these people are all fucking moron. Uh, anyways, no. I, I'm an objective journalist. I was looking at this subreddit, and it's just, like, memes and, you know, people being, like, we're taking this to the moon and stuff. Th- th- this thing, I, I guess it started in 2012. Again, I don't know. You know, what do I look like? Of fu- uh, One of those guys who looked at the Wikipedia for Wall Street Bets cursorily, before he did this episode. That is technically true, yes. Uh, But, you know, it started in 2012, you know, again, in the shadow of Occupy Wall Street, although nothing really to do with it. And it was basically what it looks like, a place for guys to lose a bunch of money like amateur traders to lose a bunch of money and then post funny pictures of how much money Mm. they lost yeah fine with me harmless who gives a fuck i mean the whole thing is basically well i don't know what technically harmless but you know it's it it, that's a big thing on there It was like posting lost porn and that's like you know again that that, that's like you know something people fucking do on the internet it's you know if you lose big it's kind of funny at least you can get solace in being like well people think it's funny right
1: right right, um
0: You know, they got all these meme stocks and they're always hyping stuff up. And there's really a sort of affected way. Martin Shkreli was a mod there. Which is
1: so incredibly based. I didn't perfect.
0: know mods could get put in prison.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the mods were in charge of the jail.
0: Exactly. Like, I I thought he would have some we were sort on of planet
1: like... Of the mods.
0: Well, I thought it was gonna be some like you know like they're like he's at he's at the tombs in New York and mm-hmm. they're like looking at his rap sheet and they're like oh no, he was a mod we can't we you know he he can't he he doesn't have to go in here. Uh, anyways, th- th- there's this one guy on it uh, named uh, Deep Fucking Value who is a YouTuber. I know. I know this is this is all so, this is also modern isn't it so youtuber who goes by and again I know I don't come up with these names I just have to read them roaring kitty um, which means uh, I guess it's uh, it's uh, for screaming pussy which is I would describe a lot of the people who didn't cash out last week because they wanted to impress their friends on reddit um, he, he, this guy, he's like, he's a YouTuber. He talks about money and all that kind of shit. Stocks. He 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 looks at, in June 2019. He's looking at GameStop stocks. It's five dollars a share. He's like, he, he's got some fucking reason why it's gonna go up. I again, people say insane shit all the time. So I'm not about to watch a YouTube video or even really read an article about it. I just am telling you the bare facts of what happens. He buys fifty thousand dollars worth of five dollars shares. He records all these videos from his basement. There's a fucking interview with him if you, don't want, if you want to read it. Yeah. I read it. I still can't really tell you what happened. Uh, he starts posting screenshots once a month uh, uh, titled, GME, which is GameStop. YOLO, which is you only live once, which is something you used to uh, yell before you drank too many sparks and then had heart palpitations. Then you had, you had to go to the hospital, all that stuff. You got kicked out of UC Santa Barbara. Etc., uh, update so GME YOLO update, and he posts these now. He's I think he's posting them every day, but he's posting these once a month. And you know, all these people I, I read the thread that were people originally talking about it, and they're talking about you know, uh, basically like betting on it, all this kind of stuff. I, again, it, this is Liz's territory. I, I'll tell you what, I was just thankful I didn't find any child porn. <laughs> uh, eventually. Michael Burry, who is a guy I'd like to bury uh, in a graveyard in Colma uh, after he dies when I am working as a caretaker at the graveyard, and I'm very old and haunted. Uh, i That's mean. I don't know who this guy is, really. I mean, maybe he's a good man deep in his heart. Liz, no. is this guy nice? He's a bad guy? I mean,
1: I don't know him, but I don't like any of these guys. No. Okay.
0: I don't like You know what? Baby, I don't like any of these guys. You don't like them. I don't like them. You
1: know. You know. Whatever. I don't need to say my thing about the Big Short, but it's like you know, uh, Michael Burry is kind of like a like a weird hero to these guys, like a kind of folk hero, where because he, you know, he was able to see what people couldn't see, and they doubted him, but he knew, and he held because he knew in his belief that you know the mortgages were bullshit. Um, Yeah. Or the securities were bullshit, whatever. So, yeah, he gets into GameStop, and, you know, a lot of people take that as a sign. If Scion Capital is in, then there's something to see here, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he buys, I think, quite a bit of it. Yeah. And, uh, so, Liz, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but GameStop is a brick-and-mortar video game store. Mm. So, brick-and-mortar are stores – you know Zara?
1: Mm. Yes. i trying to think
0: of things you know. Like, Zara <laughs> –
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. Or
0: Men's Warehouse, sure. Uh, or The Gap, so it's like that. Or uh, Lush Cosmetics <laughs> is uh, another one you might I know. Love so GameStop, GameStop is like that, mm-hmm. um, but for video games. And I don't really know what these guys' reasoning was because there's really no. I mean, it's a brick and mortar store. None of those are doing too fucking great. GameStop. Again, video games, you ask why people didn't buy them online people, and just download them. That is what people do now. Uh, people, people just download games. I think you even have to do that on PlayStations and stuff like that.
1: Well, the thing is, is that what this guy Deep Fucking Value and, and then later Michael Burry, you know, find is that GameStop's uh, stock price is way lower than it should be given their kind of financial position and so they start looking into it and they see that the hedge funds that so the short position is like 140 percent of total shares um and i think it's like closer to like i mean 280 or 300 percent of float which float is basically like how many shares are actively traded because so many shares yeah. are just held and not traded right so float is how many shares are actively traded and so what they saw is they're like hey wait a second there's actually something here these these short positions are pushing down the share price artificially and actually GameStop I don't know I think they're okay I think they you know I think they they're going to bounce back
0: okay so they're doing well they 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 get a little bit of wind in their sails because a little PlayStation called the PlayStation 5 comes Mm. out. Now, this was preceded by the PlayStation 4, and before that, the third one and the second one, and, of course, the titular PlayStation. Um, But PlayStation 5 comes out, I think, over Christmas, uh, if I'm not mistaken. People can't get them or something like that. But anyways, if you want to get the PlayStation, you got to go to the fucking GameStop. You can order online all you want, but gamers, they're very... They're excited. They need to be able to scream certain slurs that I've said on this podcast earlier on the podcast to to people in different parts of the world. So they want to go to GameStop. So I think the stock rises a little bit then. And then uh, this guy named Ryan Cohen from uh, Chewy.com, he comes on board. Uh, Chewy.com, I guess, is where you buy pet foods for the dog that you uh, have or want I don't know, but it's a it's a fucking online retailer for pet stuff, and I guess they do pretty good. He comes on, he goes, through, he buys thirteen percent of the company, gets a few board seats. I guess you know people are hyping this up like he's got a lot of experience in the in the business of online retailing, which is I guess what they want fucking GameStop to transition to. Uh, and 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 a little before that, a Reddit user had figured out that Mike, oh, excuse me, Melvin Capital was going long on the GameStop puts. That in fact they've been short, they're shorting the stock, and that they've been long on that position since 2016. Mm. So all through those crazy Trump years, they didn't sell their GameStop. I'll tell you, I bought GameStop the day that Hillary Clinton died in 2016, <laughs> and I sold it immediately out of sorrow. And so for Melvin to hold on to that, it's like mm, that's a big deal.
1: So in January 2021, GameStop gets an agreement uh, with Cohen. They add him to the board. The stock goes up like 13 percent. We're at like $20 a share. January 12th and 13th, you've got Wall Street Vets going wild and wild, right? They're like, Cohen's going to turn the company around. There's all this stuff happening. A few days later, $40 a share. And that's when things like kind of get a little wild because then more and more retail investors start pouring in and they're buying both the stock and they're buying call options. And all this is going against the shorts. So, yeah, everyone's going ape shit because they're all pouring in, and the short guys are freaking out, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably not the best way to put that. But you know what I'll I'm saying. I'll tell you what. I'll,
0: I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You roll up, guy like me, 6'3", fucking 145 pounds, comes into the fucking club. Every guy under 5'4", which is, by the way, 99% of my friends, they're all like, what the fuck? He looks like Godzilla. And I'm like, let me through and they're like we can't we're too packed in tight because we're so small and i'm like that's fucking crazy and i leave the club and i go home and i invest
1: well that is called a short squeeze mm-hmm. no that's not called a short squeeze but we do have to talk about a short squeeze because that's actually what did happen last week so these wall street vets guys what they're trying to do is create what they've deemed the infinite short squeeze um so we kind of have to explain whats what that is. So remember- infinite? Yeah. Everything is infinite. These guys are so dorky. So we were talking about Melvin, the short positions. <laughs> yeah, 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 we were. Okay, so Melvin Capital, one of the biggest funds on Wall Street, they get totally fucked by their short position in GameStop, right? So they get short they get fucked because of this short squeeze that happens. So what's a short squeeze? A short squeeze happens when a stock jumps super super high really really quick, forcing the guys who bet that it would fall, in this case Melvin and others, mm. to buy a bunch of the stock in order to try and forestall their greater losses. So remember about short selling, it's the opposite of long and what you typically think of with stock. And so in this way, these guys, you actually have like infinite potential losses because when you, you lose, when the stock rises and the stock, you know, technically, although, you know, theoretically, although, it, you know, it usually doesn't, it can rise to like the highest of the highest of the highest highs.
0: Wait, you're telling me that GameStop could go to $1 million Yeah. Share
1: the fucking moon baby diamond emoji hands or whatever diamond hands i, miss I don't know I, I don't you know, know what it's i don't it's, speak the language i sold the shares yeah we're out so that's the thing but this is the thing you know um your losses when you're in you know when you're in a short position your losses are not capped right because technically because the, the you know a stock can only go down to zero but it can go up to whatever price. And you lose yeah. the higher it gets in a short position, right? Remember. So when a short squeeze happens, guys who are short the stock, they're scrambling to basically buy the stock to offset what they're losing on their short position.
0: Okay. What? So they're playing both sides.
1: Yeah. That's called hedging. They got to offset, right? So- okay as you could see that could be really fucking dumb if you've got a ton of volume in the stock because you're only if you're buying up the stock to offset your short position
0: makes the stock go up
1: exactly you're only adding upward pressure to the stock price which is pushing it even higher so the stocks they keep going up and up you're screwing the short sellers even more and more Now, this is what a hedge fund like usually does when it wants to go to war with another hedge fund. It says like, hey, you, brace fund. Yeah. You've got a huge short position and Mm -hmm. I want to bankrupt you. So I'm going to buy a ton of shit of the stock that you're, you know, that you're short of. I'm going to buy so much that I'm going to push the price up so high. I'm going to squeeze you and you're going to have to buy back so much. It's going to bankrupt you.
0: That's awful. Why would you do that to me? I'm just <laughs> simply, I'm just simply a man trying to get by.
1: We're fucking sharks, baby. Well,
0: oh my god, dude. Okay, I thought it was. I thought I was Ferrar Strauss and whatever I was doing I didn't think I was investing in fe- female genital mutilation. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That was but, books, but the guys. So. Think of the Wall Street Feds guys. They're kind of doing this, right? But they don't actually have billions and billions of dollars to just buy up GameStop immediately to squeeze it. So -hmm. what they do is they say, okay, well, I'm going to buy ridiculously out of the money call options, which are going to force the sellers of those options, the market makers like Citadel, to buy the stock to hedge their short position, which in turn will push it up even more to the moon.
0: So, the higher they can push the stock, the more money the stock is going for, the more money that Melvin Capital is losing.
1: Exactly. So, the thing too is that market makers, um, you know, Citadel is one of them, they write options. They have to remain neutral by law when they write the options. Now, you know, you've heard this term, short squeeze, being thrown around. You might have heard a term also called gamma squeeze being thrown around yeah
0: what what is a gamma squeeze
1: so okay gamma refers to the price of options contracts puts and call options uh is determined by something called the greeks
0: okay so uh gay men
1: no (laughs) no it's uh delta vega theta gamma and they're kind of okay so drunk
0: women no
1: (laughs) It's all the, I don't, we don't really have to get it. That's like really getting into the weeds. But for our purposes, we're going to say gamma is, um, you know, it's a number between one and zero that changes on a call as the price of a stock gets closer to the call price, right? So the options contract always refers to an underlying asset and gamma measures how close that asset price is to the the strike price on one of the options contracts, okay? So understood. if you bought a $300 call and the stock is $290, then the gamma would be somewhere around like 0.98, okay?
0: Okay, I said understood before, but only sort of understood. But understood.
1: So a thing to remember with calls... And options is that uh, every call purchased and every you know every contract represents a hundred shares so market makers then would have to in this situation if gamma is you know 98 market makers who are writing the call options would have to buy 98 shares of the asset in order to remain neutral while issuing the option
0: yeah right totally yeah of course
1: So as Gamma moves, they have to buy more or sell more shares in order to remain that neutral arbiter.
0: Yeah, okay. I I get what you're saying. So You got to pay a little money to be neutral.
1: Yeah. If GameStop runs up insanely fast, the market makers, much like the short sellers, have to hustle in order to cover for the calls that they've issued, the options they've issued, you know to settle them or buying up millions of shares which is pushing the share price even further that's called the gamma squeeze
0: gotcha okay and this is what they were trying to do
1: well they're trying to force it and so you put that together with a short squeeze bam to the moon
0: okay yeah because it's it's a it's a it's a lot of a lot of down low pressure sending it straight up exactly a geyser of money
1: So the thing about buying options, um, particularly with the GameStop stuff, is that sometimes you can get a really good deal, right? Like people who bought options for GameStop for in you know January 29th at 400 a share, which you know that probably looked totally fucking insane in December. So they were able to buy yeah. them at like 30 cents a contract. I that now probably went up to like I don't know 250 dollars a contract. That's like insane gains multiplying crazy big money yeah because so buying options is a way of kind of like borrowing money but capping your risk of loss you can't lose more than what you put in but you receive nearly uncapped upside because you know it can go up to whatever so because of this options have fairly high odds of expiring like totally worthless you know so like there will be for you know this the thing that happened with GameStop doesn't usually happen. If people are buying these ridiculous calls, those contracts are usually going to expire totally worthless because the stocks are never going to hit those prices, right? So
0: like what you're doing is you're putting a little bit of money on hoping it'll pay off in a big way.
1: But you also, yeah, but you, you know, if it does it, you're not going to lose that much.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So if buying basically has uncapped upside, then conversely... Selling options has nearly uncapped downside, and this is important for understanding with what happened last week with GameStop. Because let's say, okay, in December, GameStop twelve dollars a share. Let's mm-hmm. say I sold forty dollars strike calls on on GameStop with February expiration for two dollars a contract. So. Uh, each contract, remember, that represents 100 shares. So I get $200 for every contract I sell. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good deal.
0: I unless, like the price.
1: Yeah, unless GameStop were to go to $42, which is the strike price plus the cost of the contract. That's when I'm going to start losing money, right? So if GameStop's at $300 a share, that same contract that... Would would now sell for two hundred and fifty dollars or twenty five thousand dollars contract, which means that I would have lost twenty four thousand eight hundred dollars per contract.
0: Sounds pretty bad, Liz. Sounds like I got to be honest with you. Not great investment acumen here,
1: dude. That's so fucking. Cr- that's really really bad. Like, and if you want to get nutty, all those people in the options market doing that kind of selling. Are financing all those transactions on margin, aka all borrowed money, all of it. Okay, so if I that's was incredible. there, and-
0: so it's you can just borrow money and bet with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what's that's welcome to the fucking game, man. Fuck. So if you sold that call, you probably wouldn't wait until GameStop hit three hundred dollars to start managing your losses, right? You're not gonna wait no. that long. No, you're gonna start scrambling a lot earlier. And Mm -hmm. if you aren't able to get long, right, which is, you know, get in positive position, your broker is going to step in and they're going to start mitigating the risk for you because they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? We can't, we don't want to handle this on our books either. You're in margin, you know? They're going to start asking for additional funds it's called a margin call they're going to start closing out positions they're going to start buying them back at a loss they're going to start buying call at a higher strike price so it has an effect of capping your loss but if you want to do that if you want to buy that higher call someone has to sell that call and we're in the middle remember of a short squeeze when most option sellers are not actually looking to sell something that they just watched go up 20 times in like two weeks
0: yeah they're holding
1: yeah, and on the flip side, everyone at this moment is gonna to wanna to buy uh is gonna to wanna to buy options. They're looking for cheap puts on overvalued squeezed stock, cause theirs are gonna win when the stock eventually falls. So with demand high, the put pricing is gonna go through the roof. So no one wants uncapped exposure to these losses. So people are gonna be selling options one strike price and probably buying options at another as a way to hedge uh-huh. their positions so in this moment in this total moment that's happening this is what happened last week the amount of options outstanding is just like fucking multiplying what do you do what do you do in this moment option sellers are trying to mitigate their losses they're given two options you either unwind your position or you start getting rid of the rest of your exposure elsewhere on your books. You start selling, you start, you know, selling your other positions. You're liquidating Alibaba, you're liquidating Tesla, you're getting rid of Palantir, you're getting rid of Apple.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're liquidating Jack Ma.
1: (laughs) Exactly. So in total, what I'm trying to get at, what I'm trying to get at is that in total, the amount of capital at play in the GameStop situation with all of these options and all the equity trading, but with but specifically with the options and the related transactions that are coming off of it, is fucking jaw dropping.
0: Yeah, it's huge.
1: It's massive. And this is a quote. And you know, just to drive this home, this is a quote from the founder of one of the retail houses, interactive brokers. And they, you know, they halted uh, GameStop much like Robinhood did. And this is what they said: We are concerned about the ability of the market and the clearing systems through the onslaught of orders to continue to provide liquidity. We are concerned about the financial viability of intermediaries and the clearinghouses. The broker stands between these customers and the clearinghouse. So when options holders make the money, the clearinghouse has to give us the money to give it to our customers. While our, while other options holders, sellers or buyers on their own side lose money, we have to collect money from them and give it to the clearinghouse. That's the whole thing we lined, we outlined at the beginning of the show. If our customers are unable to pay for their losses, we have to put it up from our own money. Interactive Brokers has $10 billion in equity to cover these payments if need be, but we can't say the same about other brokers with full confidence.
0: Jesus. So basically they're saying like everyone kind of might be secretly broke.
1: Yeah. So this. basically they're saying, I don't know if Robinhood, <laughs> I mean, are has you liquid? Has got the money. And at this point, is it even, is it liquid or are you, I mean, are you solvent?
0: Yeah. And so like basically, well, what's the the difference for for our listeners who might not know precisely what the difference between those things are? Because in my life, when I haven't been liquid, I also haven't been solvent and vice versa. (laughs) So I'm not really understanding the distinction between these two things
1: so liquid means uh you know you have the ability right now to uh like you know pay your debts not your debts but like what you owe in the moment the second Yeah, yeah you have enough cash to kind of keep things moving right solvency is actually like you no matter how much you continue to borrow you'll still be bankrupt so like you have a problem I know that's it, <laughs> it, it means you have a revenue problem right not a cash oh, not a cash yeah. flow problem I'm
0: familiar with the, familiar with both those problems <laughs> but yes
1: so wait okay so I want to pull back though you know and and this is going to sum up all that you know this has taken a long time but I, you know I'm sorry this stuff is like complicated but once you get it it's it's you know it's impressive
0: I will say I have read all of this information and have had Liz explain to me all of this information several times and I still don't get it, but I keep thinking that there's like a catch, but it looks like people are just
1: betting. That's the thing. Okay, imagine. Okay, betting. Perfect. Imagine you're a sports betting desk, right?
0: Yeah. Bet DBI.
1: And every customer keeps coming to you, and they're betting on the same team. And the line, even as the line, the betting line, is getting worse Mm -hmm. and worse, which should theoretically incentivize people to bet the other team, everyone is still just betting that same fucking team
0: still Steelers, still
1: <laughs> but so you you the casino your risk yeah. is now actually growing because none of the bets are getting evened out right
0: well here's the thing i did watch oceans 11 recently and apparently casinos according to the the lore of oceans 11 not sure if this is real have to have money to cover every chip on the floor oh wait but that would still actually apply because if there's too many chips on the floor, if ever if everybody goes and bets at the same time and it's way more than people would usually be doing it, you wouldn't have enough money, even if you you know, you were the Bellagio and whatever other ones were in
1: that movie. Exactly. Now, let's take it one step further. Imagine then what would happen to Robinhood if GameStop were to then drop in price really sharply. If you've got users, if you've got, you know, customers, I guess, totally skewed heavy on the long side, you're staring down cascading margin calls as the security price is dropping. That means, you know, and you've got all these losses, it means the DTCC is going to demand more collateral. You know, this cuts That's the both clearinghouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. This cuts both ways. So this is all to say that, like, most people risk manage their portfolios and really care about counterparty risk. And all of their levels of exposure. And it's like extremely, extremely unclear that Robinhood has ever even thought once about it.
0: Classic. Well, why should you? You're making a bunch of money. Here's the thing with, 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 with from what I understand about these fintech companies, they're much more tech companies than fin companies. Like, yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it, just like how, how, how Uber, you know, sort of bills itself as a transportation company, but it's really a tech company.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, that's the other thing that get, got me really pissed off about the way all this shit got framed afterwards. Like we said, there's this D- David and Goliath story. You've got all these like activist CEOs, Elon, Shamath, fucking Mark Cuban is doing like Reddit AMAs. Like they're all the the Vi, They're all up in there talking about how this is like a revolution and a protest and whatever. And it's just, it's completely and totally absurd. Like, the idea that any of these people are operating outside the logic of the system is is a fucking joke. Like, that that the market hasn't taken into account any of the things that they're doing. Like, look, not to get too math-heavy or whatever, but if you look at... What's happening with the massive price moves? It's not just a function of the fucking Reddit crowdfunding like YOLO calls on TikTok or whatever. Yeah, and we, then we
0: got BlackRock in there, right?
1: Absolutely. That's the thing. It's like if 15 to 20% of calls are day traded, like it's not actually affecting uh like market ma- like market makers like chasing they're hedges. They're like chasing Delta hedges or whatever. Like that's not what's happening. It means that what's happening is that Wall Street's bets is concentrating call buying on like a couple names and there's observers in whatever hedge funds and elsewhere that are fucking using that as signals for further price moves. Like there's there's Reddit based hedge fund strategies that are doing the work for Reddit. You know what I'm Jesus saying? Jesus
0: Christ. Yeah, I see what you're saying.
1: And that's what's like so crazy, is like You know it's like all these people want to believe so badly that this is some kind of fucking like populist like you know oh we're taking down wall street we're affecting the system or whatever and like (laughs) okay uh, you know what i'm sure that robin this whole uh gamestop robin hood craze like it probably minted a few new millionaires okay but like what about the fucking losses there's a story in the washington post today about some kid who's staring down like I don't know what it was like. 60k in debt and is still yeah. fucking holding because of Wall Street vets. Like it's there's a fucking picture of mania. him with a. I, that,
0: that's that's what strikes me most about it is that like it it really is. It's a mania. It's you know it's a craze and it's like you know which which again like. I'm not immune to this, and like, just like I, you know, I was talking about the the, the sort of the the subreddit earlier, and like the, this ironic sort of affected way of speaking. It's like I'm not immune from that either. You know, this is sort of like uh, one of the, I mean, all of these things, are I guess, are just like sort of sick symptoms of the very depraved time that we live in uh, and country that we live. Most of us live in. Although, I guess the guy in that Washington Post article was from Europe, but but he's one of these Americanized euros. You know, he's he's got a picture of Elon Musk. Uh, you know, in yeah. the article, taped to his wall, a very pathetic display, and like I think that's 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 like I mean, look at look at all these other sort of you know crazes of the past year you know you had the i mean even the, the january 6th thing was it was it this hysteria this craze of everything about it from the people doing it to the reactions to it you know even the black lives matter thing you know you had this the sort of hysteria and this this great momentum and not momentum excuse well there was momentum to the hysteria but like there was this like this energy and this sort of like wild-eyed abandon from a lot of people and then that sort of just went away. And then, you know, again, like this, this happens all the time. It's just sort of like cyclical nature. And like, it's, you know, I I, I don't know what I don't know what to call it. But it's like, I I think, in a way, sort of the the, this, like, nihilism of the Wall Street bets people makes perfect sense here, right? Like, they, a lot of them know that they're going to lose. I mean, deep down, you can't think that you're going to make a bunch of money as the stock is tanking today you know going from you know hundreds of dollars to you know just above $85, uh, you know at the end of the day, you can't actually imagine you're coming out of this w- with any real amount of money And uh, in fact you might be losing money, you know There's people there's posting these sort of screenshots of them buying it at the very peak of the price You know, it was that like four hundred fifty dollars for like, you know Two seconds or something and these people bragging about having bought it at that price and and I think to me it's like I don't know, you know. It's just this mind virus. To the Internet. this is this it's this this fucked up hysteria you have, and uh, it's it's uh, it's it's a wicked fucking world, man. Like I I I don't know. I, I think a lot of people are going to be pretty fucking broke. I, I'll tell you this. I cashed out last week. Uh, I think yeah. I guess today's Tuesday. Yeah, last week I think like two hundred and fifty something. Uh, you know, because I, I, I here's the thing about this Wall Street stuff. It opens at 9 a.m. on the East Coast. That's yeah, 6 a.m. I'm not getting up at 6 a.m. for this. <laughs> what are you talking about? I got up at 6 a.m. for most of my adult life for work and stuff. I'm, I'm trying to, you know. And so yeah, I missed when it was like at 300 something. So I'm like, well, I might as well sell it now. And part of me felt bad. And then another part of me was like, what are you talking about, brother? you just made a little bit of money for basically doing nothing you know this got you to pay attention to something you really don't give a fuck about because i'm sorry no disrespect to any stocks you know any of the market makers out there in the audience but i really difficult for me to understand this stuff and and thus care uh and so it's like uh, for me it's just like it's this sort of rapid psychosis that the whole country is in and and it's not it's 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 not that like we go through phases of that it's that we go through phases of like the barest of lucidity in between these uh mm. these sort of spikes i guess to use you know a little stock term there uh in, in terms of these spikes of 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 the blood pressure of the country of the nation and, you know it's, it's 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 the baseline is actually psychotic but uh but the dips are, are where where things get quiet for a little and i'll tell you what in two weeks, no one will fucking remember any of this.
1: Well, I think the people who lost a bunch of fucking money oh, are of gonna course. remember. And I just yeah. like, I think that what you know what you said about it being increasingly nihilistic, I think is important. And it's a real shame. I I think it's real slimy because I think it feels very opportunistic the way some um political mm-hmm. actors and social media people and activist CEOs and whatever, like all the people who've been throwing their fucking takes out on this entire fiasco of the last week, um, are saying, but like I, I yeah, I think it's real opportunistic the way they try to say, oh, this is David and Goliath, this is the little guy against the big guy. Like this is you taking on the hedge funds. You're taking on the hedgeies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no. That's not at all what's happening. Like, the hedge funds are fucking fine. Like, day traders, like, I'm sorry to say, but, like, even with hundreds of thousands uh, or even millions of guys with, I don't know, fucking 5K in the Robinhood account, this is such small fucking potatoes to the money that moves on Wall Street and that makes actual fucking dents and shit. Like, this is not... It. it I'm sure it feels real good to feel like you're part of you're you're affecting a thing and you guys are being players or whatever, but, like, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know how to – I really – I mean, I don't want to be harsh, but, like, I think it was even Martin Shkreli that, like – I mean, he compared it to being a jihadist, like, blowing yourself up. You're not actually doing anything. You know what I mean? Like, And so mm-hmm. I think it's, like – I think it's real scummy how people like the Winklevoss guys – or fucking Shamath, who is, by the way, like that guy runs a fucking platform that is basically Robinhood.
0: <laughs> SoFi, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the, there's the fucking, ads for it all over the city.
1: He's a fucking scumbag. Like he's a fucking. I
0: listened to his podcast about this, and uh, the the one thing that they all agreed on because there's some Robinhood investors he does a podcast with, uh, it was that we need to repeal capital gains tax.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, I just can't even that guy. He's like t- I mean, whatever that future governor. He's a fucking yeah, fuck that guy. But it's true. It's like, you know, these guys are, you know, pushing this and pumping this and fucking Dave Portna and all the rest, you know, like pumping this thing. You know, and then suddenly people are coming out of this demanding the right to speculate and demanding the right to have like, you know, oh, I should have unfettered access to the market. What we need. I mean, you see this on the left, the fucking responses is like, actually what we need is a freer market. And it's like, wait, what? Like, we are so through the fucking looking glass. And I don't know if people are just fed up and crazed and are so fucking detached from reality, but like, you're not getting even. With the fucking capitalists by going all individually on Robinhood and fucking pumping up a mall stock, like what are you fucking talking? This is this is like Don Quixote. Like what are you doing? Like I, I I just like I don't even know what to say, and I'm not mad at the people who get who get um you know caught up in it because they're just they that's the whole thing they're innocent actors you know what i mean they're just people yeah. getting swept up in a fucking cultural moment what i'm mad at are the fucking people going on the talk shows and going on twitter and you know are fucking should know better or are fucking politicians and are on the wrong side of this you know BlackRock, like you said, BlackRock is fucking fine. The hedge funds are fine. Wall Street is fine. They actually all made a lot of fucking money, and now the stock is going down. So guess what? Those shorts are looking mighty fine right now. You know? Like, the house always fucking wins.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat them in this game. It's not even your—it's their game. They're literally—it's—they're literally capitalists.
1: yes. You know, I mean, it's like that. It's like the astronaut shooting meme, you know? Yeah, when the lights go down. In the stay. Oh, 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 I can't fucking remember the song. I just remember little bits of it. That's yeah. not the good Journey uh, what, song, right? What's the, the good one? Da, 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 uh, you know, the, the boots good
0: one. and braces, shaving headed holds What? Oh, nothing. That's just a different Journey song. No. Don't um,
1: stop. Believe it. you know.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Off all screwed up. It's a really good anyway. record. The game has stopped. Has stopped. Oh, it's stopped. It's stopped, baby. It's done. this is we've recorded for so long. I gotta say I I Liz has like twelve pages of very well researched no I assume well researched notes. I I, I honestly I Liz could have up. just been making all of this up and it's I wouldn't know.
1: This is like the but end of have you seen um F is for fake, and at the end he's like, and the last hour and a half is I totally made up. That's exactly what I'm gonna do right now. The last hour and a half is totally made up.
0: My old roommate Vinnie Martini used to watch that movie. Like, damn, they're fucking a fucking every great night. movie though. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah really I'm good. sure it is.
1: Who made that? Orson Welles, come on. Well, Fat Man, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I he know. was big old Fat Man when he was making this.
0: Yeah, I, he was. Uh, yeah, I guess he's not little. I'm thinking of Edward G. Robinson. It's a he's great a movie. It's kind guy. of like
1: an Err Adam Curtis movie, but without the like montage. Very handy. Um,
0: one thing I want to mention is that, yes, the Lincoln Project co founder John Weaver did get uh, in trouble for sexting a 14 year old boy and many other teenage males. Um, unfortunately, that does mean QAnon is real. So, a culpa there.
1: I have a question. Yeah. Lincoln Project.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: is just, these are just the peanut guys, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like the, the Iraq war guys, yeah. <sighs>
1: it's like fucking, this is real tragedy farce.
0: Yeah, oh yeah. Well, in this case, he, he's like the Afghanistan war uh, dancing slash T-boy mm. guy. But yeah, same sort of genre. Mm.
1: Um,
0: yeah, yeah, it's a... uh
1: here's the thing this was long but it's really hard to explain what happened and why all of this and everyone is wrong talking about it without going into the nitty-gritty of how fucking insane and risky all this shit is and why it should not be like (laughs) this should not be a thing this is not this should not be a thing i'm sorry
0: here's my policy prescription
1: shut down all apps yeah just shut them down we shut should down shut apps. down all the apps until we can figure out what the fuck is going on.
0: Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And you know what? I'll say this too: deport everyone who makes apps. You know what's crazy? Donald Trump was the president.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Did you ever think about that? Of America? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. What do oh, you think about I think
0: it? he's on Hannity tonight, which I'm very excited. Really?
1: About.
0: Actually, it might already happen while we're recording this five hour episode. Yeah.
1: Damn. Wonder how he looks. I know
0: probably fantastic one of the best looking men in american history
1: maybe you got a little florida sun. i would give i'll say this and
0: i know this is sort of played out but i would pay basically any amount to see his dick
1: i don't think anyone is listening at this point we've been going for like two hours so you should keep it going what else do you what else would you say
0: We should be allowed to say it, too, like if we're singing along in (laughs) songs and stuff like that.
1: (laughs) All right. Cut it. Shut it down. Shut it down. My name is Liz.
0: My name is Brace. We're joined by producer. Okay, so sorry. So, okay. Hold on. (laughs) You've been doing this.
1: Yeah, we just, we feel it out, baby. It's got to feel it in the moment.
0: Did you hear that like, you know, three quarters of a second pause? That wasn't feeling know, but it out, I then I honey. thought
1: that if I jumped in, then you would jump in at the same time and then we would have been on each other's, you know, we would have stepped over each other. So I was just waiting for Jinxed each, each other up.
0: and then we couldn't do podcasts anymore.
1: Exactly. Because of, you know, that rule.
0: They should make jinxes legally binding. Yes. Anyways, we're joined by producer Young Chomsky, who I have jinxed. Um <laughs> I jinxed him several years ago, actually. He owes (laughs) me $50,000 interest on that because he's broken it every time he's spoken. And this is Funny Money, edition of Truanon. And we are, of course, joined by producer Young Chomsky, and I am on cocaine and ketamine.
1: Liz, (laughs) sing us out. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye bye. just am not sure if